Praise the Lord. Welcome into Soar of Seeds podcast. I'm Ted. Uh, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Let's continue to remember all the people that are, are sick and afflicted, especially the ones uh, sick from this coronavirus. And uh, let's remember all of our doctors, nurses, and CNAs, and everybody that is on the front lines trying to fight this thing. Uh, so let's just be in prayer for our nation. Uh, elections coming up here pretty soon. Uh, we need to be in prayer for our nation as a whole, that God will just have his way in, in uh, the election of the, op- the people that he wants in here. And uh, we just just need to pray real hard every day for our, uh, for our country. Our kind and gracious, loving Heavenly Father, God, I thank you, Lord, for this another privilege to bow and to call upon your name. God, I thank you for, Lord, I know that you hear and answer our prayers, dear God. Lord, I just ask, God, that you would just be with our nation, dear Lord, that you will just move in a great and a mighty way, dear God, that you will, Lord, just be with each and every individual, dear God, that goes out to vote, Lord, that you would just help them to vote the way that you would want them to, dear God. Lord, that you will put the people in charge in our nation that you want in there, dear God. And Lord, I pray, Lord, that when they get in there, God, that they will let you lead God and direct them and just have your will in their lives, dear God, and and show them the way that they need to proceed, dear God. And God, just be with each and every one, Lord, that's affected by this uh, coronavirus. Lord, it's still running rampant. God, I pray, Lord, that you would just be with them and just touch them, dear God, and touch the the nurses and the doctors and the CNAs and all those that are on the front line fighting this uh, this disease, dear God. I pray, Lord, that you would just move in a great and a mighty way. Bless them, protect them, Lord, and just keep them from this thing. Now, Lord, I ask that you just have your way in this podcast, dear God, Lord, I ask that you would just take control of my mind and my lips, dear God, and you would speak through me the words that you would have spoken, dear God, Lord, that it may lift someone up or help someone get closer to you, or possibly, Lord, someone that doesn't know you, God, will give their heart and life to you before it's eternally too late. God, I thank you and I praise you for everything. In Jesus' wonderful name we pray, amen. Amen. We're going to finish up the 16th chapter of uh, Numbers uh, today. Um, last time we, uh, the men came up against uh, Aaron and Moses, and uh, God swallowed up the ones that was, I guess you could say, got everything started. The ground opened up and just swallowed them up. And then the Lord, uh, the arrest of them that was in the the uprising, the Lord consumed them with fire, and he had uh, Elzar to uh, get the censers uh, that they had, the brazen censers that they had, and they took these and they made uh, coverings for the altar so that the people could look at those and, and remember exactly what happened. And now then, the very next day, the children of Israel come up to Moses and Aaron, and they they, they start again. <laughs> How soon that we forget. Starting in verse uh, 41 of chapter 16. 
But on the morrow, all the congregation of the children of Israel murmured against Moses and against Aaron, saying, You have killed the people of the Lord. And it came to pass when the congregation was gathered against Moses and against Aaron, they that looked toward the tabernacle of the congregation, and behold, the cloud covered it, and the glory of the Lord appeared. And Moses and Aaron came before the tabernacle of the congregation, and the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Get you up from among this congregation, that I may consume them as in a moment, and they fell upon their faces. And Moses said unto Aaron, Take a censer, and put fire therein from off the altar, and put an Put on incense and go quickly unto the congregation and make an atonement for them. For there is wrath gone out from the Lord. The plague is begun. You know, <laughs> they had just gotten over all these people being, being killed because of going up against Aaron and Moses and murmuring against them and, and blaming them for everything that was going on. And now then, the very next day, they, here they go again. Doing the, they, the congregation, the whole congregation is doing it this time, though. It's not just uh, a few of them. This is the whole congregation. And they, they went up to uh, Aaron and Moses and they started murmuring against them and blaming them because these people died and uh, I don't know, I don't know what their thoughts was, but, you know, it's like a lot of us today. If we, whatever happens, we have got to blame somebody with it. It's not our fault, but we have to blame somebody. And this is basically what's going on here. They, they blame Aaron and Moses because they are the closest to the Lord or the closest to God. So they blame them and send, tell them it's their fault. But listen, I, as in with Moses and within the children of Israel at that time and within the, the world today, it is nobody's fault but our own. We are the ones that get our own selves in trouble. It's not my wife's fault because that I have done something that I shouldn't done and got in trouble with the Lord and and uh, I'm getting chastised. It's not her fault because she didn't make me do it. And it ain't Satan's fault because he didn't make me do it. And it ain't God's fault because he didn't, he didn't make me do it. It's my fault because I'm the one that done it. I was led away, and for some reason, I, I got upset. I got mad, whatever the case may be. And, and I started blaming God for things that happened. If we remember, if you all listened to the Sunday school lesson last Sunday, uh, you were, uh, remember we talked about Job. And, uh, Job, you know, Job was a man that was uh, he he was after God's own heart, and he eschewed evil. And he was a very upright man, and he he done things just because that he thought that somebody had done something wrong. He would go and have uh, uh, do an offering for them, do a sacrifice for them. His kids had a party one night, and he was afraid that one of them may have done something and have sinned. So he got up early the next morning, and he went out and he he done sacrifices for his children 
just in case they had done something wrong, that, that whatever they had done would be under the blood. And, you know, the, the one thing that, that I guess really impresses me the most about Job is God asked Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And, you know, Satan told him, said, well, you know, I have, but there ain't nothing I can do to him because you have a hedge around him. You have him protected. You take that hedge down and you let me have at him and, and destroy everything he's got and, and we'll see how strong in the Lord he is. But, you know, the thing about, the thing that impresses me the most is God had enough trust in Job to know that he could give Satan the right to do everything except take Job's life, and he knew Job would never, not one time, would he ever curse him, would he ever, his faith would ever waver, not one time. He he blamed himself, he blamed, uh, uh, and as a matter of fact, he cursed the day that he was born. But he never one time cursed God. Even when it got down to the point of where that he had nothing left except the, the pot and the ashes that he was sitting in, he said, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And, you know, it it, it just impresses me of how much love of God that Job had. I'll, I would like to say that I have that much love, but I don't know. Can God trust me to let things happen to me that happened to Job? Probably not. I would like to think he could, but probably not, because I don't think I could undergo or go through everything that he went through. But, you know, the Lord trusted him, and the Lord trusted Moses, and the Lord trusted Aaron. And it's not their fault that everything is happening because these people are uh, coming out and, and disobeying and, and they're blaming God and they're blaming Aaron and Moses and they're, they're trying to take over and say that, you know, this, that, and the other. You know how people are today. It was the same thing back then. The Bible says there's nothing new. In this earth. I mean, the things that was, it's in this earth, the things that are going on in this earth right now went on thousands and thousands of years ago. It's the same thing. There's nothing new. Just a little bit different way of going about it is the only difference. And, but the Lord told him, he said, get you up from the congregation, get away from them. I'm, I'm going to consume every one of them. I'm going to start all over again. These people are getting on my nerves. I've had enough with them. They're complaining and, and murmuring against you all. He, and he said, I've had enough. And they fell down on their faces. And Moses told Aaron, he said, you go get a censer and go to the altar and put fire in it and put incense on it. And you go make an atonement for the children of Israel. Well, the time Moses got, or Aaron got up, and he got the fire from off the altar and put in his censer, got the uh, the incense and put in there, and got to the, the children of Israel. There was a lot of people that had already died. You know, we we blame we 
We try to blame everybody else for what is going on in our life when it is it is our fault. It's nobody's fault for our but our own. Uh, there ain't nobody down at the bank that cost you to go borrow the money that you can't pay back. There ain't nobody uh, nowhere that, that made you do anything that you didn't want to do yourself to begin with. And we wonder why it is that we have so much trouble and why it is that the Lord is not blessing us the way that he, that he really wants to. He wants to give us according to his riches and glory. But he can't do that because he can't trust us with it. And, uh, you know, look at Job. Job, Job was a, a very, very wealthy man. He had houses. He had servants. He had all kinds of animals and, and everything to be thought of. He was a very rich man, but he was always upright in all his business deals. He, he never cheated nobody. And uh, probably if the truth was known, if he thought that somebody, he had done somebody wrong in some way or another, he would, he would make it right. Whether he did or not, just all he had to do was think he did. This was the kind of man Job was. And God blessed him. But, and when everything was all over with and, uh, he stayed, he stayed steadfast in the Lord and everything. The Lord blessed him with more than what he had before because the Lord, God knew that he could trust him. He knew that he would not fail him. He knew that he would not curse him. You know, God picks out people like that to, to do the things and work for him. And Aaron and Moses was, that's two of those people. Yeah. They'd had a, they'd had a hard life and, and, uh, Moses had done a thing or two that he shouldn't have done, but, you know, in the end, God used him. And, you know, that's the thing about it is we have not done anything in our life that is so bad that God will not forgive us. Satan will tell you that because you've done so-and-so that God will not forgive you of that. Well, that is wrong. There's nothing that God will forgive you for. And the good thing about it is, is when he, when you ask God to forgive you of your sins and you turn your heart and life over to him, he forgets all those things that you've done. He don't even know what you're talking about. I used to have a bad habit. Satan would bring thoughts of the things that I'd done when I was out in sin. And I would ask the Lord to forgive me for it. And I'd, I'd name things that I'd done and ask God to forgive me for them because Satan would remind me of them. And Satan done that one time and I asked God to forgive me for this certain thing that I had done. And he asked, the Lord himself asked me, what are you talking about? And I said, Lord, you remember when? And I stopped because no, he don't remember when. Because when he forgave you of your sins, when he forgave me of my sins, he throwed those sins into the lake of forgetfulness never to be remembered again. He don't know what I'm talking about when I do that. He doesn't know what you're talking about when you ask him to forgive you of things that you have done in your past before you asked him to forgive you of your sins. Those things that you've done before that point, forgotten. He has no idea what you're talking about. 
But these these bless the children of Israel's heart. They 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 keep on doing the same thing over and over and over. They keep murmuring. They keep uh, bringing up it, uh, Egypt about going being back in Egypt and uh, what they had when he was back in Egypt and and how that the Lord, how that Moses and Aaron had caused the Lord to do this and do that to other people. Uh, continually bringing this thing up. And here was these men, they come up against Moses and Aaron and, and the Lord destroyed them. And then now then, here the children of Israel, the very next day, are coming up against Moses and Aaron and blaming them for killing the people the, the day before and murmuring and complaining and going on. And the Lord has about had enough. And he killed, he took, he killed a bunch of them. And Aaron took as Moses commanded and ran into the midst of the congregation. And behold, the plague was begun among the people. And he put on incense and made an atonement for the people. And he stood before the dead and the living and the plague was stayed. Now they that died in the plague were 14,700 besides them that died about the matter of Korah. And, Moses, and Aaron returned unto Moses into the door of the tabernacle and the congregation, a tabernacle of the congregation, and the plague was stayed. So here Moses, or Aaron went out and he made an atonement for them. He took the censer with the incense and and he prayed to the uh, prayed to God and God stayed the plague and he uh, saved the rest of the people but there was fourteen thousand seven hundred of them died and that's not counting the ones that had died the day before uh, for for basically doing the same thing going out against Moses and Aaron and and trying to uh, make out that they were better than Moses and Aaron was you know listen. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. I don't care uh, nothing about all that stuff. You are no better than I am, and I am no better than you are. God has just gave me a different journey to go on than he has given you. There are no little eyes or big eyes and little U's in uh, the kingdom of God. If you are a child of God, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter how much money you got, how much land you own, or, or anything like that. Uh, you are the same as the poorest man that there is because God had, looks at us all the same. You know, there is no black people. There is no white people. There is no uh, uh, Jew or Greek or Gentile. We're all human. We're all mankind. And like I said, uh, there's only two type of people that God is concerned that, uh, as far as God is concerned, and that's the saved and the unsaved. He came down upon, Jesus came down upon this earth seeking those which were lost. He came down here seeking those people that were, that were out in sin and doing wrong to teach them a better, show them a better way and to show them uh, this road to travel, and which is uh, on their way to heaven. This is what Jesus done. He, he sat down and had breakfast and, and had meals. Let's put it that way. He sat down and had meals 
with publicans and sinners, some of the lowest people uh, at that time. And the Sadducees and some of the richer, uh, the more religious sects of people made fun of him because he'd done this. Those were exactly the people that Jesus came down here seeking, was those publicans and sinners, no, the ones that nobody else wanted. That's the ones he wanted. Because they 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 didn't look upon themselves as better as everybody else. They looked upon themselves as they were they were less than everybody else. But God made somebody out of them. The Lord made somebody out of them. He took he took fishermen and he made somebody out of them. And then down through history they they were written their names were written down in in uh, the Bible and it stood up for years and years and years and years and their names are still in the Bible. They are very important people. They are people that the Lord wants us to take and pattern our life after because they they went about doing the, the work of the Lord and they didn't care what other people thought about them. They didn't care if they were persecuted. They didn't care if they were beaten. They didn't care if they were made fun of. All they cared about was that lost soul, that one more person that they could they could uh, show the way t- to heaven. That's that's what they were worried about. See, we worry about so many things today. Our children of Israel, they were worried about well Moses and Aaron. They don't know how to do this. They don't know how to do. This. I can do that better than they can. No, you can't. The Lord picks out the best person to do the job that He has set before them to do. I, and I've, I've said many a times, there's a lot of people that can teach better than I can. There's a lot of people that can do, that can do this a lot better than I can. But I, they can't do this the way that the Lord has called me to do it. I'm not perfect. I'm not really, I'm not well educated or anything like that. I'm just me. And I'm just, I just don't, I have just enough sense to know that I cannot do nothing without the Lord's help. And then, and I let him speak through me, and that's all the Lord wants is someone that is willing to let him use you to do the things that he has set down to do upon this earth many thousands of years ago, and that was lead the lost to Jesus, and to uh, help those that are saved, help them to grow stronger in the Lord and get closer to the Lord and prepare them for that day that's coming, and it's not going to be very much longer, that day of coming, when he splits the eastern sky and says, come up hither. That's the day I'm waiting on, and it's not going to come soon enough, I'll tell you. (coughs) But, excuse me, Aaron, Aaron took the center, and he stood between the living and the dead, and he made an an atonement for them, and, and the, uh, Plague was stayed. So they're, they're, they're in a position now to where that the Lord has uh, stayed the plague. He's not going to kill anybody else, but he has still got some things that he needs to prove to people. You know, we, we are some of the most, I guess we are the hard-headedest people that ever was. It's a child of God. We, we, we have to be told things and showed things over and over and over again. And just like the children of Israel, 
And Lord, in verse or chapter 17, the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Speak unto the children of Israel, and take of every one of them a rod according to the house of their fathers, of all their princes, according to the house of their fathers, twelve rods, and write there every man's name upon his rod. And thou shalt write Aaron's name upon the rod of Levi. For one rod shall be for the head of the house of their fathers. He's right. Each tribe, I want you to pick one man, one prince, the one one person that's that's basically leading the tribe. I want you to take a rod from them, and I want you to write their name on it. One rod from every tribe, and then I want you to take Aaron's rod, and I want you to write his name on it. Then I want you to take these rods, and I want you to put them in the tabernacle of congregation. And we're going to find out just exactly whom, uh, and it shall come to pass that the man's rod, whom I shall choose, shall blossom, and I will make to cease from me the murmurings of the children of Israel, whereby they murmur against you. In other words, he said, I'm going to prove to these people. So we're going to take 12 princes, and we're going to take Aaron, take their rods, write their names on him. We're going to lay them up in the, in the tabernacle of congregation overnight. And when we go in in the morning, the man's rod, which has budded and brought forth, that man is the one whom I have chosen, and he is going to be the priest of the children of Israel. He's the one that I have chosen. And, you know, I, the Lord has chosen me for, me for several different things. I have, I'm, I'm, I'm a minister. I have pastored some. I teach Sunday school now. And, and I talk to you on this podcast three times a week. This is what the Lord has chose for me to do. Yes, there's people that can do this better. I understand that. But I know that nobody can do this as good as I can because the Lord has called me to do this. And yeah, sure, I've asked the Lord why several times. Why would he want me, as, as uneducated as I am, and, and uh, I'm not very eloquent speaking or anything. As a matter of fact, you know, sometimes I'm, I may be a little harsh and a little brash and, and to the point and but you know that's what that's what we need today. You know, I can remember back many years ago, many many years ago, the old the old timey Holy Ghost uh, meetings that we used to have, and the, and the preachers would get up to preach, and and that, that I mean the the spit and the sweat and all that the flying, and then they was preaching heaven sweet and hell hot and. And they'd let you know exactly what it what what would keep you out of hell and and what would get you into heaven. And if the Bible said it that it was a sin, it was a sin. There was no black and white areas. Either yes, it was or no, it wasn't. And that's the way that it needs to be today. We need to come back to those old paths, seek out the old paths, 
and walk therein. Those paths where we we tell people about hell and exactly what it is that's going to cause them to get there, and we don't need to to uh, start patting people on the back that is uh, sinning and on their way to hell and say, it's all right, the Lord will forgive you, and, and you come on in, and and you do whatever you want to in the church, and they're, and they're sinners. They're, I mean, they're just, they're not, they shouldn't be doing the things in church that they're doing. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just going to tell it just like it is. I'm not going to win no popularity contest. I know that, but that's fine. I'm going to do what God tells me to do. And that way I don't get in trouble with him. I, I get in trouble with you. That's fine. I, you know, that's fine. I can care less. But let me tell you something. I don't want to get in trouble with God. And I'm going to tell you just exactly the way that the Lord gives me to tell you whether you like it or not. And, you know, that's that's just the way that it should be. Everybody should be that way. If you're a child of God, you need to tell the people if, that, if it's wrong, that it's wrong. And if they don't change their ways and ask God to forgive them, they're going to go to hell. Don't pat them on the back and tell them it'll be all right. Come on in, pay your tithes. And it'll be all right. You're going to make it in. No, you're not. You know, you're not. And Moses spake unto the children of Israel, and every one of their princes gave him a rod apiece. For every prince, one, according to their father's house, even twelve rods, and the rod of Moses was among their rods. And Moses laid up the rods before the Lord in the tabernacle of witness. And it came to pass on the morrow, Moses went into the tabernacle of the witness and behold, the rod of Aaron for the house of Levi was budded and brought forth buds and bloomed blossoms and yielded almonds. And Moses brought out all the rods from before the Lord unto all the children of Israel. And they looked and took every man his rod. And the Lord said unto Moses, Bring Aaron's rod again before the testimony to be kept for a token against the rebels. And thou shalt quite take away their murmurings from me that they die not. And Moses did so as the Lord commanded him. So did he. And the children of Israel spake unto Moses, saying, Behold, we die, we perish, we all perish. Whatsoever cometh anything near unto the tabernacle of the Lord shall die. Shall we be consumed with dying? Now then, they finally realize that they, they have gotten in trouble. They finally realized exactly what they were doing and, and how wrong it was. And now then they are trying to figure out exactly what to do, to, how to proceed from this point. Have you ever been in that position that things, things are going wrong in your life and, and, uh, you're, you're to that point to where that you, you're not really where that you need to be in the Lord and, then you realize how wrong you are. You realize what you're doing is wrong. You realize where that you are at is not where you're supposed to be at. And then you stop and you, you wonder, all right, here I am. I'm not where I'm supposed to be. 
How do I get back to where I need to be? One very simple question. Or two, three simple little words. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. You know, when I believe it was uh, Peter was on the boat, when he stepped out of the boat and he started walking toward the Lord and he started to sink, he cried out, Lord, help me. And the Lord reached down and pulled him out of the water. And I believe, I believe that the Lord carried him back to the ship and put him in the ship. And just as soon as they got in the ships, the wave subsided and it was just as calm as it could be. Listen, reach out for the Lord. Don't be, don't be afraid and don't be ashamed to ask the Lord for help. You know, I do. Oh, let me tell you, I've got so many more that I ask God to help me every morning. I cannot leave. I cannot do. I've got to the point where I cannot do anything without first asking the Lord to help me do it. It, I doesn't, it doesn't matter if you get out of bed, if you go to work, if you go to church, if you do anything, sit down and study his word. I've got to have help because I cannot do this on my own. I, there's no way that I can do uh, the work that the Lord has for me to do on my own. I can't do it. I've got to have the Lord with me. I've got to have him helping me. I've got to have him showing me. Uh, telling me what to say, showing me where to read at, everything. This, I mean, this, this is one of those things that I have got to have the Lord with me all the time. And I have got to the point to where that I, I want Him with me, no matter where I'm at. Um, if I'm at home or if I'm on my way to work, on my way to church, uh, the grocery store, wherever I am going, I want Jesus beside of me for to help me, keep me safe, keep me in his will, and just, you know, just be there for me. And some, and a lot of times at work, you know, the Lord and I have great conversations at work. While I'm working and everything, I'm, I'm basically by myself and we can we have some good conversations, and the Lord te teaches me a lot while I'm at work. And you know, we we really need to trust in the Lord and and put everything that we have in His hands. You know, there's nothing I there's nothing I can do. I can't make myself any younger. I can't make myself any thinner. I can't make more hair grow on my head. I can't do any of those things. The Lord can, but I can't. But you know. The thing about it is, is God made the Lord made God made me just exactly the way I am, and I thank God for making me the way I am. I am by no means perfect. I fail. I goof up. I do stupid things. I do things wrong. But you know the thing about it is, is all I have to do is just ask the Lord to forgive me and to help me, help me, pick me up, set me back up on that solid rock. Dust me off. Yes, I'm dirty. I've been wallowing around in the dirt. I fell off the rock and I got down there in the dirt and the mire and everything and I got dirty and I, I need you to pick me up and, and clean me off and put me back up on that solid rock. And he will do it. He's right there waiting for you to ask. He's got his hand out and he, you know, you know how you, uh, we are as parents, 
and our children, they fall down. Uh, you know, sometimes we, we let them fall just to see if what will happen. Sometimes they get up on their own. Sometimes they holler for mom and dad. Our children needs us. I don't care how old you get. Your, ch- your children are going to need you. They may not say so sometimes, but you can always tell that they need you. And, you know, we, we as parents, we have that tendency to, to, especially after they get married and get out on their own, we, we have that tendency to sort of kind of back off. We know they need things and we know that they need help, but we, we don't offer to help, you know, like we actually would. We'll, we'll say something like, you need any help with anything or something like that sort of casually. But that might one moment, when they come to us and say, Mom, Dad, I need some help. We are all over that. I mean, it's just not, that's that one chance that we have to really do something that we've been wanting to do for a long time. And I mean, we just jump on it and run with it. That's the same way that our, our Savior is. Same way he is. He's right there, poised and waiting. All he wants us to do is ask. Lord, I need help. And see, the, the children of Israel, they wouldn't got in half as much trouble as they did if they had just went about things a little bit different. You know, instead of going up and complaining and, and murmuring to uh, Moses and Aaron because of all the deaths and they didn't have any water and all this stuff, if they had just been very patient and just asked, Lord, I need help right now. Go to Moses. Moses, what can I do to help us to get water? What can I do to help in this situation that I'm in? You know, a lot of times there ain't nothing we can do. But it's, it's instead <laughs> of complaining and, and instead of... Uh, uh, murmuring and, and blaming everybody for everything that's going on. Let's just keep calm and just ask the Lord, Lord, what do I need to do at this point? How do I proceed from this point on? And the Lord will, the Lord will let you know. It may be just as, as simple as turn it over to me. I will take care of it. A lot of times that was, that will what will happen, but you know the thing about it is, is we got to take that, we got to lay it at Jesus' feet, and say, Lord, here this is. I cannot do anything with this. It's yours, and walk away. Don't pick it up and take it back with us, or walk away and say, Well, you know what? I I I really hate to bother the Lord with that. that. That's something just so simple. And we go back and we pick that up and we try to fix it ourselves. It's not going to happen. We're going to make a bigger mess out of it than, than what it already is. So lay it down at his feet. Let him take care of it and go on and be about the father's business. The father's business seeking those which are lost, helping those that are in trouble, ministering unto those that are sick and afflicted, ministering to those that are in need of something, 
being there for people, not, you know, not so much talking and telling people what they really need to do at that point in time, but just listening. A lot of times listening will do more good than anything. A lot of times we want to talk and tell people what they should be doing when we don't know for a fact what they should be doing, but the Lord does. Sometimes we just need to listen and we need to pray with them and let God direct them or let God tell us what that they need to do. But you know, the Lord is, he is so good and he has blessed me in so many ways. Uh, it, it's just unreal. He has blessed me with a, a wonderful church family. He's blessed me with work in the church. He's blessed me with the work in this podcast. He's blessed me every way I turn around. And I thank him so much for that every day. But you know, the thing about it is, is I've got to continue on no matter what. And I'm not out for for anybody to pat me on the back and tell me I, I've done good or anything like that. You know, <laughs> that's one thing about podcasts. I don't know who's listening. I don't know what they think about my podcast uh, and nothing like that. I don't know. But I do know that God has told me to do this and I'm going to continue to do this till he tells me to quit. And I, I enjoy it. I look forward to it because it, it it makes me feel like I'm doing something. You know, I, I don't have that gift of gab and I, I don't stand around and and talk uh, in church or in anywhere I'm at. I, I'm just not a big conversationalist. I'll I'll sit and listen as long as you want me to, but and I'll give you advice if the Lord tells me to. But I'm uh, other than that, I may not say a whole lot. But now, when I get to teaching and I get to uh, speaking on this podcast, that's a completely different thing. Because the Lord takes over and he gives me what I need to say. And I thank him so very much for that. I thank him for using me and I thank him for choosing me. And, you know, and, and let me tell you, when you get to the point where you really want the Lord to, to move on, move in your life and, and you want something to do for him, it's going to be something that, that, you are really not good at. That's the one thing he's going to pick out for you to do. Why? Because he needs you to do something that you have never done before. Listen, when he walked up the shores of Galilee and he started picking out disciples and he started picking out the fishermen there that was in the in their boats, mending their nets and, and probably stank of fish and had been out all night maybe probably fishing, and uh, they were probably hungry and and uh, needed a bath and their clothes were dirty and everything. And, and who knows what their hair and their beard and everything looked like. But he, he went to those people. He, ch- he sought those people out and he said, come, follow me. I will make you to become fishers of men. He didn't say come. I'll take you over here and and get you some new clothes and get you a bath and a haircut and shave and all this and, and clean you up, make you look socks up. No, he said, come just as you are. It doesn't matter 
what you look like. It doesn't matter if you got piercings. It doesn't matter if you got long hair or tattoos, whatever. God can use you if you will let him. Listen, you know, I used to be the world's worst for making fun of people because of tattoos and, and piercings and thing like that, and things like that. And the Lord got on to me, I mean, bad one time because of me doing that. And he let me know right real quick. If I could get, if we, if that person would change, give their heart and life to God, they would be people in this world that they could talk to and they could witness to that I wouldn't even be able to get close to because of their tattoos, because of their piercings. God can use you. It doesn't matter what you look like. It doesn't matter what you smell like. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. God can use you. God wants to use you. We've just got to turn everything over to the Lord and say, here I am. Lord, use me. Use me. I'm yours. I don't know how to do a whole lot, Lord, but teach me. Teach me, you know, and, and, you know, I, I went through that, that phase there for a while. Well, I'm still there. I still want the Lord to teach me, but I started asking the Lord to teach me. And he, he's teach, he teaches me every day. Some lessons are hard. All lessons are good. Some are hard. Some, some really gets to me. It's, it's more like a chastisement than it is a, a lesson, but we need those hard lessons. We need those things that say, hey, you don't need to be doing that. You, you, need, you need to straighten up and fly right. But I thank you all for listening. I appreciate each and every one of you, and I, I pray that God blesses you, and I hope you all get something out of these podcasts. Um, I know I enjoy doing it, and I hope you all enjoy and listen to it. And until next time, God bless you all.